take that song. Amen. Let's take our Bibles today. We're going to go to the book of Philippians, uh, chapter number four, and we're going to look at several uh, places in the book of Philippians. Also, find Acts chapter number one in your Bibles. Philippians chapter number four and Acts chapter number one. Appreciate that song and uh, thinking about that while you're finding your place in your Bible. Uh, you know, it's missions emphasis month and not every, God might not send, he doesn't send everybody to mission field or call everybody to pastor or uh, to be an evangelist or whatever. Uh, but I think it's uh, important for every single saved, blood-bought child of God to be willing to go. Uh, and uh, as we live as living sacrifices as we realize that doing so is our reasonable service. Uh, I just believe that if you've not gotten to the place in your uh, relationship with the Lord uh, that you, you haven't surrendered yourself uh, to God for whatever He would want to use you uh, in, um, you still need to get there. Uh, and today, perhaps even with this message about missions, uh, maybe that could be the thought on your heart. God, am I willing to? Uh, have you ever said, here am I, Lord, send me? Uh, and he, like I say, he may not. He might have you just right where he wants you to be. Uh, and, and whatever that is, uh, you're to be the best of that and do all things as unto the Lord. Uh, but I think we need to be willing to follow the Lord wherever He uh, will send. And, 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 uh, and then be careful what you, what you wish for, too. And I remember uh, being in Bible college, and I said, God, I'll never go back to Superior, Wisconsin. Uh, and then he sent me back there for, <laughs> for a bunch of years. Uh, and, and so I've told him, I'll never, I'll never go to uh, Hawaii uh, and uh, whatever. And, uh, and uh, he hasn't, he's, he's, uh, he's keyed in on my, uh, on my ways. And so he knows. Uh, but, uh, but, um, but be willing uh, to do what God wants you uh, to do. As I mentioned, I want to talk about missions today in our church's mission philosophy primarily from the book of Philippians. And I love the book of Philippians uh, for a number of reasons. And uh, one being uh, that it is the only book, or the only church rather, not the only book, uh, but the only church really that is set up uh, in our Bible to be looked at as an example uh, for other churches, uh, primarily in the area uh, of this ministering to the saints, the fellowship of the ministering to the saints, uh, there's much to be said about them. They're mentioned uh, to uh, the churches, uh, Church of Corinth, uh, as an example, look to what they've done to encourage them uh, at that time to give to the offering that was being collected uh, for the church at Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, and I'll, let me say this also uh, about the message today and perhaps several that you're here through the month. Um, we don't really have uh, at any other point of the year a stewardship uh, emphasis or preaching and things on giving. We just don't. Um, all of that is addressed uh, in what I'm going to say today uh, because it's all tied to what we do for other people. Uh, we, you know, the expression, it's more blessed to give than to receive, and uh, we all know those things to be true, uh, but God ties the principle uh, of His supply to us um, through uh, what we do for others. And so that's one of the reasons, not to get into my third reason, uh, but, uh, but we, this is the time of the year. So when people show up to our church in October, November, and you come and you hear several sermons throughout that month that have to do with giving money, please don't leave here and say, all we ever hear about is money, money, money. Uh, all right, uh, you've got you've to get past the couple weeks in October, uh, and, uh, and really it, it, the, what we talk about in terms of finances from these passages of Scripture, uh, it, it benefits 
Uh, you benefits the church, but it's not money that we receive for the church. Uh, it's money that we receive to give to other people, and the commitment that we take up regarding that uh, on the first week of November, uh, the faith promise giving or grace giving offering that we pledge, uh, that's money that we, we give to missionaries and uh, that we support monthly in, uh, or how we take care of them uh, while they're here and, uh, and next door in our mission house. All that money goes uh, towards that. I'd like to invite you to stand as we read just a couple of passages, uh, verses rather, from chapter number four, and then we'll get right back into things. I'm going to be mindful of the time, and so I might cut it off uh, to leave us adequate time at the end uh, for a testimony and a baptism. Uh, But I want you to begin reading with me, if you would, uh, in verse number nine of chapter number four of the book of Philippians. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Stop there just for a second, and I'll just say this about Paul. Uh, in his letters to these um, uh, preachers and churches, uh, he is an example. He says, what you see and hear in me, he says, do them. <laughs> uh, and we need to be doers, not just hearers. But he says, this is what uh, you should do. But I rejoice, verse 10, in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both now how to be abased and, uh, and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound uh, and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, uh, ye have done well in that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, yet uh, ye sent once uh, and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound and am full, uh, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message this morning. Speak to our hearts, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, And uh, if I was to title this message uh, for those in the sound booth, uh, I would just say the big, it's called the big three of missions. Uh, The big three of missions. Uh, There are many reasons why we support missions and missionaries. Uh, these are three that I want to bring out. I was telling my wife a little bit earlier, I said, I'm preaching on missions and I could go and go and go and go. It's my favorite topic. Uh, missionaries are my favorite people. Uh, and uh, so I just, but I'm going to keep focused like a laser beam uh, on just a couple of things from here. But a little bit of background with the church at Philippi. As I mentioned, uh, they, they're a privileged church. Uh, they're an example of churches. Uh, they, in the first uh, chapter, if you just briefly look, uh, you know, their testimony was one that they uh, loved the Lord. Uh, they had knowledge and uh, they uh, proved things that were excellent. And by the way, um, we are to prove all things. If you ever go to me or another preacher and say, Pastor, uh, tell me why this is wrong. That's not, the, that's not what you're supposed to do. Uh, you're just supposed to prove that what you do is right. 
Uh, it isn't the job of the minister to tell you what you're doing is wrong. Uh, you need to get those things settled, and we prove all things. And that's what this church did. Uh, they uh, were filled with fruits of righteousness, and uh, they were a blessing. Uh, they were the first church uh, that was established in Europe. In, in kind of connecting a little bit briefly uh, with my message from last week about a sovereign God that works in the affairs of men and how uh, he could use, uh, how God could use someone like Esther uh, for the saving of the Jewish people uh, from, uh, from extermination at that time, uh, God uses other circumstances. So briefly, if you were to read in the book of Acts, uh, the story of the church planting uh, of the church at Philippi. The first person that was saved and added to that church uh, was a lady named Lydia. Uh, there was a, a jailer that got saved. There was a demon-possessed woman. I don't know if she uh, was, uh, you know, in the end, a member of that church, uh, but people were saved. This is the first one uh, that was established in Europe uh, on, these, on this missionary journey. But before that missionary journey took place, uh, there was a, a, a rift between Paul and Barnabas. Uh, so Paul and Barnabas uh, split. They remained uh, and endured, which is a great example of how people can disagree, uh, yet their friendship can endure. Uh, and, and so Barnabas, uh, in uh, I guess, uh, consistent with his, uh, his uh, persona or his character of being a, uh, a, uh, in, an encourager, uh, took John Mark with him. Uh, Paul um, was right also. He didn't want to take someone who had already proven uh, that he couldn't uh, take it uh, in some respect uh, on a previous missionary journey to take him with on another one. And so, uh, so uh, he didn't go. So they were both right in their own respects. There was a big rift and they split. Uh, and uh, so Paul uh, and Titus uh, went to, uh, to Troas uh, and they desired, uh, Paul did, to go and preach the gospel in another region. And the Holy Spirit of God hindered him from doing that. We hear about the Macedonian call, uh, and Paul, uh, and uh, they landed uh, where they did, and, uh, and still probably, um, uh, probably 10 days journey in uh, to Philippi from where they landed uh, and began. Of course, we, uh, they led uh, the lady Lydia, uh, seller of purple, to the Lord. said all that to say um, there was a disagreement, uh, a split, different directions, Want to do something. God said no. All those things involved in the sovereign plan of God uh, that placed Paul and Titus uh, in Philippi to establish the first church in Europe. So God can even take uh, what we would see as a disunity or a, uh, an issue or a problem uh, and, uh, and change things, and God works things out. Uh, so we can be uh, blessed by the knowledge of knowing that God can take uh, the things that are going on in our life, use them for His glory. Uh, we might not understand why we're going through it, uh, but it's important for us to be thankful uh, for whatever it is we're going through. And to get a little more context to the three points that I'm going to give you, uh, we find uh, as they get there, uh, there were, they were at one point, uh, more than likely so, the Philippian church, um, suffering from a little bit of defeatism. We read in the beginning part of chapter number four, he says, Therefore, my brethren, he it explains some things about what God has done and that they should be pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, and he says to them, My dearly beloved, 
uh, and long for my joy, my crown. He tells them to stand fast. We find Paul telling people to do that, churches and people uh, throughout the New Testament, uh, to encourage them to endure because they were living in a time, especially the church at Philippi, uh, in a Roman province where uh, the Jewish people were always mistreated. Uh, Paul wrote the book of Philippians from jail, uh, and, uh, and they were singing and praising God, uh, and probably as they were singing had songs that were filled with doctrine uh, about salvation and forgiveness, and they were praying, uh, and it was really a, kind of a treatise on what kind of music and things do we say, and that people hear that, and that the words of those songs uh, are important. But he says to them uh, to stand fast. So I feel uh, from that context that they were struggling a little bit uh, with where they were at, what was going on, the persecution, the difficulties, uh, and Paul's encouraging them from a prison cell. So he's telling them to stand fast. Uh, and so if you get, if you get the, uh, the, the letter uh, from Paul and you're reading it to the church at Philippi in a public, in their corporate setting, he's encouraging them because of that. Now, they were a church that was a great example, but all churches have problems. All right. Can I get an amen right there? Uh, churches are filled with people who are sinners uh, and, uh, and are prone to wander, uh, and they are also uh, prone to fight and to get in disagreements. And they, it, Paul names two ladies uh, in chapter number four, uh, Eodius and Syntyche, uh, that they be of the same mind uh, in the Lord. Now, nobody knows what the dispute was over, but I'm sure it had something to do with the church potluck. Uh, and uh, uh, somebody, you know, somebody plugged their you know, crock pot into my outlet uh, or uh, whatever the case may be, uh, there was a dispute that was there and Paul was telling them, uh, you tell those ladies to stop it uh, and that they need to be of the same mind uh, in the Lord. And so we can disagree about things and you can even have disputes, but, but unity always needs to be a goal, a key goal uh, in every church. And so it's not that you necessarily agree to disagree, but there are things uh, I like. Uh, sometimes people who tell me, Pastor, there are bigger fish to fry are the ones who struggle with unity the most. Uh, and, uh, and it is true, there are things that are more important uh, than the church potluck or the color of the carpet or this, that, and the other. Uh, and, uh, but be careful that you're not, uh, you know, uh, being a critical person, having a critical spirit, uh, and, and not getting the truth of this unity. And so, yeah, you, you might not like something that somebody does, but you ought to love them in the Lord, uh, and you ought to get beyond that and have the same mind. We're in this, we're in this uh, together, uh, and, and that's really what God was telling them. So they were defeated a little bit. They were, they were probably uh, struggling from a little bit of uh, disunity. And then as we uh, talked about even earlier about joy, uh, joy in our offering, joy in our singing, wonderful words of life. Um, he reminds them to rejoice. And I think he says that in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, uh, which means all the time, all circumstances, uh, and uh, because they might have struggled a little bit with a lack of joy, depression, disunity, dysfunction, uh, the, the uh, difficulties, defeatism, uh, need to be reminded uh, that you're supposed to have rejoicing, uh, in Christ, joy. Uh, and that fits exactly where we're at 
in our lives today, uh, and there, there's a lot of things that uh, can be defeating uh, in the news and in politics and everything else, uh, disunity. Uh, there are people that I, I disagree with uh, in areas of politics and religion, uh, and, but I love them, uh, and, uh, and I don't want uh, what we do in those areas to affect. We can, uh, we can disagree, but friendships can endure, uh, and you can get really down in the dumps uh, at times like these uh, because of all those difficult things in relationships. So God reminds them, rejoice uh, in the Lord. That's what you rejoice. You find joy in Christ, joy in the Lord, uh, not joy in circumstances. Because if we're going to be you know, honest, um, circumstances for a lot of people aren't very good whether it's uh, health or finances or whatever, uh, but God says to rejoice. And he says, let your moderation be known unto all men, that soberness of mind, the fact that, uh, that God is in control. It's not moderation like, uh, you know, uh, moderation in drinking or whatever. Uh, it is a soberness of mind. Let that be known uh, unto all men uh, that the Lord is at hand. And he says, don't worry about anything. In the next verse, uh, in chapter number six, be careful for nothing. Peace of God, think about good things. Uh, and, uh, and he says, as you're thinking about those good things, uh, remember what I said and remember what I do, and you do them, uh, and, uh, and then reminds them uh, of why he's rejoicing in them. And the first, the first reason or the big reason why at Berean Baptist Church, and I was telling uh, some people earlier in our prayer meeting uh, that uh, I think uh, Philippi Baptist Church would be a good name for our church. Uh, but uh, I have a hard time telling I say, uh, 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 they, where do you work? Or what do I say? Berean Baptist Church. And they have, they have no idea. Uh, what, Korean Baptist Church? No, I said, no, Berean Baptist Church. Uh, and uh, spell that for me. And I spell like five, six times before they finally get it. And then once they do, like, well, what is that? What does that mean? What is that? I said, well, it's a city in the Bible. Uh, and they study the Word of God. And I try to explain all of that. If it was Philippi Baptist Church, I'd still be spelling it. <laughs> you know, they have a hard time. They'd be like, oh, Filipino Baptist Church? No, uh, Philippians. Uh, church, and so we're going to stick with Berean, uh, but, uh, but our, we study the Word of God, but I think our heart uh, is similar to that because that's the example that we're supposed to try to follow, uh, is that church at Philippi. Uh, but the big reason uh, for missions is it's a command of God. Uh, turn with me back to Acts chapter number 1, uh, if you would please, in verse number 8. Uh, we'll just read one verse there, but ye shall receive power... After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. As we uh, sung about, and uh, here am I, send me a willingness to go. Uh, God has commissioned a local church to go into all the world and preach the gospel uh, in the city of Puyallup, in the state of Washington, uh, in the United States of America, and in, into the uttermost parts of the earth. Not only did he give that uh, command to the local church, I believe he's given it to us as individuals, and we as a church, Berean Baptist Church, want to live that out uh, here for this church. So that means we try to reach people with the gospel in our city, in our state, our country, but then also abroad. Uh, we, and not just by sending dollars. Uh, it's, it's by sending people. In, it's by going. And, uh, and I, have, I have personally led more people to Christ in foreign countries than I have in America. Uh, so I want to, as a Christian, I want to take the gospel to the regions beyond. 
That's why we, that's why we will go on missions trips or I'll go and visit uh, our missionaries because, it's yes, it's fruit to our account uh, and we want to be a blessing. And every time we go, we spoil uh, them and, and uh, we make sure it doesn't cost them a penny for us to be there. Uh, and that's all part of it. Uh, but we want to reach people with the gospel. We need to be missionaries right here in Puyallup. But we also need to be missionaries, uh, you know, in uh, wherever all across uh, the world. And so I want to encourage you today uh, as we continue forward with the message, as you are prayerful and praying to God, God, speak to my heart uh, and help me to be someone who is willing uh, to go. Uh, It might be that God would say, I want you to go on a mission. I think everybody should go at least once. Uh, and uh, for sake of time, I can't get into all the benefits of why, uh, but, I, but I guarantee you this one benefit, uh, you'll be grateful to be an American uh, when, uh, when you travel abroad. And uh, I mean, there's nice things. You can see things like the, you know, uh, the Eiffel Tower or you know, whatever and do touristy things and, and see beautiful things. Uh, but uh, that doesn't mean uh, that the structure and the politics and the life and the freedoms and the things are the same. Uh, and, uh, and probably one of the best things that has ever happened to me, that's happened to my kids, uh, that's happened to members of this church, is to go to a developing country uh, and spend a couple weeks and then come back and you just you thank God uh, that you're an American and you can thank God for what you have. Amen. You just really do. And, uh, and, and I, I, I could talk about that all day long, every day, uh, and, uh, and I'm just so grateful. In fact, I was in a, I was in a, 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 a Starbucks uh, and uh, having a cup of coffee and overheard a couple of guys talking about stuff. And, and I said, have you ever been to Africa? And they're like, no. Uh, and it's like, I was just there. Uh, and, uh, and explained to them that uh, people made, you know, 200 shillings, $2, $2 a day. And they're sitting there complaining about this and that or whatever and reparations and on and on and on. Uh, and I said, you have no idea. Uh, and, uh, and so I told him, I said, I said, there, there are some, uh, missionary children, uh, in Africa that are more African-American than you are. Uh, and they didn't like that. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but that's okay. And they understood the point as we continue to talk, uh, because they're there and they're in the culture and they're living there and they, uh, and they're out on the streets even then, uh, selling popcorn or doing whatever to try to make a little bit of extra money. Uh, I'm telling you that if you go, uh, you'll be grateful, uh, that you are an American. Well, we go because people need the gospel. Uh, and that's the big reason why we support missions and missionaries is because God has commanded us to do it. Uh, and, uh, and we desire to do that, and we want to see souls saved. Uh, and so we've gone to other places, and uh, people have gotten saved, and we've bought them Bibles, and we've provided for their needs. We've, we've done everything in this church with missions money. Uh, th- we've, bought, we've bought national pastors motorcycles so they can get around. We've given missionaries. Uh, they'd have uh, somebody there uh, hand-washing, like old-school hand-washing clothes. Uh, and uh, you see, that builds character. Um, uh, some people don't want that kind of character. All right. And so we've bought them washers and dryers or other types of things to be a blessing, to, uh, to love them. Yes, build a fence around a place or build a building or, or whatever. One of the things I want to do is I want to dig a well uh, in Kenya. Uh, and we could support probably a dozen national pastors by digging one well. And all they do is sell the water. Uh, a dozen families could live uh, on, uh, on, the, on the proceeds of that. And so uh, that's a goal uh, that I have and uh, hopefully that we'll all have uh, at some point. So that's a reason. But here's another reason. 
Uh, as we read in chapter number four, uh, Paul, who at one point they were giving to him and his needs, and for whatever reason they weren't and they lacked opportunity. We read about that in verse number 10. And he says, not that I re- speak in respect of want, He's learned, and that's the secret. Uh, In my Bible, in verse number 12, I've I've circled the word instructed. Uh, He learned the secret in how to be content in whatever state he is in, whether he had much or he had little contentedness. He knew how to be full and to be hungry that God had let him in on that secret. He said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. In its context is dealing with having and not having. It's not with, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I can do all things. You know, uh, you're going to have to have that crucial conversation with your boss. And so you stand in front of the mirror and say, uh, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And, uh, and, uh, And you muster up the strength to go in and say what you need to say. That's not what it's talking about. Uh, He's saying, I've learned that whatever state I can do all things through Christ, Christ strengthens me. Whether I have or I don't have, it's through him. Uh, And uh, he's telling the church, I'm I'm not saying this because I want from you. Uh, I desire fruit from your account. Uh, And uh, and he says, God is good. And I know uh, if I've got or I don't, if I don't have, God is good and God is good all the time. Do you agree? Say amen. Amen. He said, notwithstanding, verse number 14. Uh, that means, even, even though I'm saying all this, uh, it says, notwithstanding, you have done, you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. That word communicate uh, has the, it's communication and giving, uh, communicating, let your communication be. When you find that in the Bible, it's not, uh, it's not speaking of talking or me communicating to you. Uh, it, is, it is generosity and liberty in that, uh, and they c- communicated uh, with his affliction. Now ye Philippians, know also, verse 15, that in the beginning of the gospel, no church communicated, right? Uh, It wasn't that they, no church was calling and seeing how we were doing. No church gave, no church helped. Uh, and uh, concerning giving and receiving, except you, even in Thessalonica, uh, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit to your account. Now, I have zero problems, zero problems. Uh, with a missionary coming and saying, we need to get to Africa and we, and we need your help. Please support us financially. I tell every missionary that comes uh, to say, ask them for money. Uh, we, everybody here knows it takes money to go. And you can't just go to many countries and work. You can't. You have to, be, you have to prove uh, that you are self-sustaining uh, and to go. It takes money. The expression it takes money to make the world go around, all that kind of stuff. Everybody knows that. We get offended and, and, uh, and we get upset because missionaries come and they're coming. They're begging for money. No, they're not. They're not coming to beg us for money. They're coming to present an opportunity uh, that Berean Baptist Church can decide yes or no to get involved with. And so as they present those ministries, as your pastor uh, and other people would recommend, say, hey, I think we need to get behind this person. I think, I think so, yes. And, and, and we want to invest in them because it's fruit. It's like, a, it's like the spiritual portfolio of our church. So we support people who are brand new, high-risk missionaries. Uh, and we support people who are long-term, you know, uh, instant return on the money missionaries. And it's fruit to our account. So when, uh, when Brother uh, Garen uh, goes to Nigeria and wins a, a Nigerian to Christ, that's fruit to your account. Uh, and that's how it all goes. And so uh, there's that part of it. Uh, but, uh, but it's more than that. 
Verse 18, and I love this, and this is why we do the mission house. This is why we take missionaries to uh, uh, good restaurants and spoil them. It's why we buy things for their children. It's why if they have a need or whatever, uh, we do that. Uh, verse 18, but I have all. This is what Paul says. I have all and abound I'm full. Having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you in odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Uh, when we bless others, God is blessed. It's acceptable. It's well-pleasing. And we want missionaries to come here and say, I'm full. Uh, I've received. It's been a blessing. We, uh, we just had, I mentioned the uh, Patricks. They were here in the service. They were staying next door in the mission house. They came back again. Uh, people come. They love it because it's nice and it's comfortable and whatever. And they get spoiled. Everything is in there. Everything that you can think of. Everything they're going to need. Uh, and if they, if they find something that they have need of, I just say, just tell me and we'll, we'll get it for you. Uh, and, uh, and they leave and say, we have been energized. Uh, we, we, have been, uh, we, we have been blessed. And thank you. And that's the whole point. And, uh, and it's not, so it's like, yes, like as a pastor, I'm like, praise the Lord. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that people help us that have a vision for that and do all that. Uh, but I also know that when a missionary says, thank you, uh, I have been blessed, that God goes, ah, I like that. Love it. It's well-pleasing to me. And so, so when, I, when we bless a missionary, uh, then we know that God loves that. He's, uh, he, he's excited about that, so we spoil them. The Pinnexes will come over tonight. Uh, they're drive, traveling across the country in a big RV. We'll probably give them extra money uh, for gas as they make their way. Uh, I, get, I got like 20 kids, uh, and I have less than that, uh, and, uh, in an RV. And so that's got to be stressful. They've just, they just drove uh, from Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, how long? I mean, there, I mean, once you get like two days in that journey and you're still way up there, I mean, I'd be over it. <laughs> uh, and I'd be, uh, every stop, I'd be like mailing kids and sending them on planes. Uh, and, uh, and so what do they need? They need encouragement. So we make sure they get fed and, and, and blessed. And uh, so when they come here, they feel that. And, and by the way, that's why they're stopping here, because they know... Uh, that this is a good place to go. And we want that. I want missionaries, I want missionaries to just show up in our services uh, and, uh, and just, to, just knowing that they're going to be, they don't have to preach. And they're going to get a love offering and we're going to feed them and whatever. I want that. They say, that's people using us, pastor. No, it ain't. Uh, and that's the whole point. We didn't build a mission house so that we can just hide it and keep it as like well-kept secret. Uh, and so I tell them, tell people about it. We want people to come. And so when people are calling, I'm like, oh, great. Uh, uh, people are calling all the time. No, I want them. I'm like, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, and so uh, we do it because God's commanded us to, and we need to reach the world. We also, as a church, the second big one is we want to be a blessing to men of God, women of God, uh, and their children. And, and they say they don't sacrifice. But I guarantee you this, uh, when you leave a, a six-figure job in America, and then you travel around the, serve, uh, the country for a year or two years, raising enough money to go, and, and, and usually um, a, a whole lot less uh, than that to go. And all the difficulties that come with that and the, the perceptions, and uh, you want to get me upset at you, you call a missionary a moochinary, uh, and, uh, and we're going to have words. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I love that, that people are willing to do that. And then to go to another country and some, we just, I was just, uh, I'm going to be ordering a book. There's a lady that went to Cameroon. Uh, he was 12 days in Cameroon. He was shot to death. Uh, they're out of Oshkosh uh, Baptist Church. Uh, and she wrote a, a book uh, to uh, die his game. 
So, you know, we, we have it pretty nice. So I'm thankful for missionaries who at peril uh, of their own lives go to bring the gospel to regions beyond. And I want them to be full. I want them spoiled uh, when they're here. Uh, and, uh, and so we, 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 don't, we can't do that and don't do that unless we know we have the finances available. And that's why we pledge. It's why we give. It's for that. Uh, and uh, and uh, God gets more. Uh, it's more of a sweet smell. God will get more blessed by what we do for missionaries uh, than if we have a world-class kitchen. Are you following me? So, so, yes, I want things to be comfortable and nice, but what's most important is that, third, which leads into the third reason. Uh, and I said we don't focus on the stewardship and other things much without this. He said, Paul says, this is the secret, uh, and uh, it's not that I desire a gift, uh, and it's fruit to your account. You've done a good thing. It's a, it's a sweet uh, savor in the nostrils of God, a sacrifice and acceptable and well-pleasing to Him, uh, and, uh, but it's also the secret to um, your own financial blessing. Um, God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Uh, he says, prove me therewith, saith the Lord, and uh, shaken, and, and he says, I'll open up the windows of heaven. There's all those things in the Bible uh, that God says about all that. But here's what he says. In fact, elsewhere in 2 Corinthians, later on we'll read this, he says, he gives the example, Jesus, uh, for your sakes, uh, became poor uh, uh, and, uh, so that you might be rich. And Paul says, we need to do the same thing. Uh, and uh, in this love for people and helping them, he says this in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. This is a privileged, blessed church. God bless them because of what they've done in this regard. And that's the thing. See, we take, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We, we wrest that from the context and we apply it to playing a, you know, uh, a bowling game. You know, I'm going to get this strike. I can do all things through Christ. Uh, and, uh, and then we quote, but God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus and forget that it's a conditional promise. Uh, and uh, God says, you do this. God says, it's well-pleasing. Uh, and uh, and, it says, and when, we, when we help people, uh, and, and not just in missions, but whether it's just helping somebody that has a need, we lend to the Lord and God blesses. We can't outgive the Lord. And, uh, and so if in the middle of you know, coronavirus or whatever, uh, and if our finances in the church had completely tanked, uh, we would have a missions conference, and I would beg you and beg you and beg you to give more to missions. Say, so how can we do that? We don't have anything. That's the point. We need God to bless us, and that the only way that God does, gives us as a condition in the Bible to do that is you give, and he gives unto us. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's how he does it. And so we give to missionaries through faith promise, and we make that commitment in November every year, uh, and then we know what we can do so that we know. And by the way, God has blessed uh, and uh, our church and, and we have uh, 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 what, we, what we've needed and beyond that. So when a missionary comes, say, Pastor, I don't know if you just, I say, how can we pray for you? Pray for me. Uh, you know, we need new tires on whatever. Uh, and uh, I say, well, well, let's get you some new tires. How's about that? Because um, it's not, we don't even have to pray about it. The Bible says if you have it, within your means to give it, so we know, and we base all those things on that. And so if, if, if a missionary is here and they're just talking, it's like, man, they're talking to you in the foyer and they say, uh, you know, I just know what we're going to do. Um, all of our kids are outgrowing their clothes. I want to know that. Yeah. And uh, because that's what that, those finances are there for. 
Uh, and and we, don't, we don't want, um, uh, I, I don't want, we don't want as a church, we don't want missionaries to struggle in that way if we can help them. And so, uh, so it's, uh, it's because God told us to, uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's because uh, we want to spoil and bless the missionaries. It's the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. It's a blessed privilege, uh, and it's really tied to uh, our own um, uh, prosperity in that way. Uh, you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm broke. It's a joke. I mean, I, got, I don't have two nickels to rub together. You know what you need to do on November 5th? Make a faith promise missions commitment. Uh, and they say, that, you know, I've, I've, I went to school, and that doesn't make mathematical sense. Um, you know, uh, the Bible doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes in those, in those ways. God says, prove me, tr- try me. And, uh, and so today, by way of invitation, are you at the place where God, you'd say, God, here am I. Send me, living sacrifice. I'll do whatever you, you want. And, and by the way, you can, you can even pray, God, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and even, because God knows your heart, you can be like, oh, but please don't send me to whatever. Uh, and, uh, and I just really want to be here. And God might just leave you right where you are, but you got to be willing. Uh, and then you just say, God, uh, I've not been involved with Faith Promise Missions Giving. This is the first time I'm hearing that. Uh, and I'm here at this church and I want to get involved. Uh, I, I want to be open to that. I want to, I want to, I want to do things. I, I, you can say, God, I struggle with even knowing if what I'm doing uh, is something that you're pleased with. And here we have something the Bible says, this is, I like this. God says, this is well-pleasing to me. You can say, well, thank you, Lord. That's something now that I know. So I'm going to do that because I know that God loves it. Uh, and, uh, and when missionaries are here, uh, they're never treated like second-class citizens, and uh, they're going. It's like uh, they are heroes to to me, uh, and uh, and even some that just got fresh out of Bible college and they're on their way to a foreign country, and and they're willing to go. I love that. I love that about them. I'm going to love them, uh, but I can't love them. I tell people all the time. One of my favorite things to do is to give your money away. Love it. Missions money, doing that, and uh, and uh, and. Missionaries come, and they give testimony to that fact uh, that uh, this church is is known. There's a lot of things churches can be known for, positive and negative. Uh, but I'm thankful that we have a missions-minded church uh, because that's the mind of God and the heart of God. He's the heartbeat of our church. Starts with me. Starts with you being a missionary right here, and then going. So maybe maybe God uh, will tell you today you need to go on a mission trip. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, some people are afraid to step in that offering plate as a living sacrifice or to go on a mission trip because you're afraid, you're so afraid that God might call you to go. And so, so you'll avoid it. But God knows. And by the way, if he wants you on a mission field, he can take that job. He can, he can, God can do whatever it is. He can do everything. Uh, he can, Paul, Paul said, I want to go here. And the Holy Spirit said, no. Uh, and, uh, and they went another direction and the church of Philippi was established. Got in a fight with his buddy, had to go in a different direction. Uh, and God got the glory out of all of it. And here we have this example of a wonderful church in the Bible because of it. And so I hope God speaks to your heart about that. Let's all stand. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And let's take a, a few minutes today by way of invitation uh, to deal with those thoughts. Am I willing? Am I a living sacrifice? Am I willing? Do I, that, will we sing that song here, My Lord, Send Me? 
or we read about, by the way, when you see God high and lifted up and you see God uh, uh, like who He is, holy, the, th- the thrice holy God of the Bible, um, that'll change you. 